Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pro Football Playbook, presented by the Pigskin Podcast Network, your source for team news, draft needs, player profiles and rankings, full senior bowl, combine, and NFL draft coverage, news, analysis, discussion. It's in the playbook. Now, here is your host, sports journalist Bill Alfstead, and featured analyst Keith Myers. Welcome into the Pro Football Playbook Podcast. We're live streaming tonight. Uh, we've got Keith on here. We've also got Denny from the NFL Mock Draft Database. We're doing a live stream Mock Draft 1.0. So we're going to have a little bit of fun tonight. I uh, just thought we'd break it up a little bit, get everyone in, and um, and have a good time. Denny, welcome into the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Finally get to do a mock draft. This is going to be fun. Do a mock draft on your own website. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Live, live stream for the world world to see. Keith, how are you Absolutely. doing? I'm doing good. Um, let's get this going. It's, um, I'm ready. Let's have some fun. Nice. So what we're going to do is I'm going to share uh, the screen, and it's the um, NFL Mock Draft Database's Mock Draft Simulator. And what we're going to do is each one of us are going to just go back and forth um, trading picks. So uh, Denny's going to start with the first pick. Keith's going to have the second pick. I'll have the third. And then we'll just go back and forth, so on and so forth, through the first round. We're just going to do first round. Uh, we're going to talk about team needs a little bit, uh, kind of get into that, some players, uh, why we picked what we picked. And we'll just have a little bit of fun. So. Let's add that to the stream, and uh, hopefully everyone can see that a little bit um, on their phones and whatever other sources that they're looking at. And so let's just get started. Um, Denny, you're on the clock. All right. So I think with the Jaguars, we're talking about basically three players here. Um, Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan, Kevin Thibodeau from Oregon, and Evan Neal from Alabama. and so based on based on the current roster and the current team needs, uh, you know, you look at edge, you have Josh Allen and, and, and Chase on and Jordan Smith. 
um, offensive tackle. They have Juwan Taylor and Walker Little, who just uh, got drafted, and their their top guy, Cam Robinson, is a free agent. And so you, know, you kind of like weigh these options. You're like, do, do I go for that edge rusher or do I take that top tackle? Right now the consensus and all the mock drafts is Aiden Hutchinson going here. Um, so I'm kind of torn on which direction to go. And so I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see because once I, once I set this pick, it's going to kind of determine the rest of the, the draft. Um, you know, I really, really want to take Neil. Uh, kind of feel like maybe they're going to re-sign Cam Robinson. But I think I'm going to go for it. I think I'm going to take uh, Evan Neal, uh, offensive tackle, Alabama. Wow. I think yep. that that's, a, that's a great selection, actually. Um, <clears throat> I, that is an interesting way to go about that first pick. And I've often thought about it myself. And we, In fact, Keith and I uh, did a show just a little while ago where we talked about offensive tackles. And we kind of talked about this scenario that Evan Neal might be the best player in the draft. And when you take a look at the needs there right at the top, he does fit the bill. That, I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's a great pick. And like you said, it kind of slots then the rest of the draft after that. that mm-hmm. It'll be very interesting to see how that actually unfolds. And, and um, that'd be kind of crazy. Crazy. Yeah. So what do you yeah. think, Well, Keith? I mean, you've got, uh, you know, you got Trevor Lawrence there. And uh, getting him a... Honestly, I think he's the best uh, offensive tackle prospect we've had in a few years. And having him come in to join Trevor Lawrence on that on that offense, I think can only benefit, you know, your franchise quarterback that you just drafted. So uh, I think it's a great pick. Um, it also screws up what I was going to do for the Lions. I thought for sure <laughs> I know, I you know. were going to go um, with one of the defensive ends. And so I was sitting here thinking, all right, Evan Neal to the lions, but no. Um, and since that is not an option, I am, I'm going to go with, um, Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon. I know that Aiden Hutchinson is kind of viewed, uh, the consensus as being, um, slightly higher, but having watched and studied both of them, Thibodeau has the ability to just take over games in ways that few players do where it's, it doesn't matter who else is on the field with him. He tends to dominate. And um, I think he's got a little bit of a higher ceiling. So I'm going to go with Thibodeau at number two. Wow. Yeah, he's definitely a supreme pass rusher. You know, he's that long, balanced, explosive, athletic freak. Um, great impact on the Lions roster. I mean, that's a great pick. You can't go wrong. Um, for the Texans. Overall, at number three, um, I was hoping that Evan Neal would be gone at this point because that would create a conundrum for those folks there because they already have Laramie Tunzel um, to be their left tackle there. And um, they really need a pass rusher, though. And so this kind of plays right into uh, what the Texans need. And they were going to take one of the two premier guys at the top. And now they're taking... Uh, Aiden Hutchinson. So Aiden Hutchinson is going to come off the board for the Texans at number three. It makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. All right. Denny, you're back up. Okay. All right. So with the Jets, the Jets are, they're a fun team. Um, You know, an option, Evan Neal would have been an option here. Uh, You know, they have Mekhi Becton, Morgan Moses is a free agent. Uh, They have George Fant. 
Um, but corner is is one of those positions that they just have they have Bryce Hall and a bunch of nothing. Uh, so the consensus says Stingley. I'm also going to go best player available, and I'm going to go Stingley as well. Uh, it just makes too much sense for the for the Jets at, at this position to take uh, the top corner. And now a word from our sponsor, DraftKings. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game, but with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 and older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yeah, good pick. Yeah, uh, that, that's... That to me feels really obvious. So obvious it probably won't happen. Um, <laughs> how, how do you and, guys feel about Stingley and, and the injury concerns? Because that is going to have an impact on this this pick at this point in the draft. At this point, I don't have a lot of injury concerns in my notes for anyone because I'm kind of waiting for reports about medicals and stuff at the Combine and, and just to get a better idea of some of that. I, I don't really feel like I know enough uh, about anyone in terms of, uh, of injury stuff. So I've, I've kind of have been leaving that out for the time being. I, I would say that the mock draft uh, community as well probably feels the same way. It's like, let's just wait and see, um, you know, and if, if stuff comes back, especially late in the draft, a lot of these guys that are, you know, superstar level guys, and then all of a sudden they go to the combine, injury reports start coming in, they'll start to drop. Uh, and you'll see it in the mock drafts as well. So that could potentially happen. All right, Keith. Okay, so the Giants are in an interesting spot here because they've got two picks out of the next four. Um, they need help in a lot of different places, but I am thinking that um, for them going with uh, Kyle Hamilton, the safety out of Notre Dame, is probably the safer of the two um, options that I feel like that they have the other one being, um, offensive tackle, but with there being two offensive tackles, I like for them available and only the next two picks, unless, uh, the two of you each take the uh, offensive tackle off the board. <laughs> um, I think they're going to be safe enough to get one of them and getting a, uh, a playmaking safety like Hamilton, um, is just a, just it's just something that they can't do without at this point. So um, that's where I'm headed with them. Kyle Hamilton. 
to the New York Giants. That's a great pick. You know, Kyle Hamilton's probably one of my, well, if not the favorite pick for me in this draft, just an athletic freak. A guy who's just a playmaker, instinctual, all over the field, Jamal Adams on steroids type of player. Like, he's going to have a tremendous impact on any roster that he joins um, defensively. He's immediately probably going to be the best defensive player on the field, you know, for the for the Giants. Um, the New York Jets. So the second pick uh, with one pick in between, um, you gave them um, Stingley at cornerback. And I think that they need some interior offensive line help. Uh, Keith, you'd mentioned the, the tackle um, as well situation for them. And I think that's the direction that I'm going to go for the Jets. Um, and Akim Ikwanu fits the bill there. They've already got uh, Mika Becton over there on the left side. They've also got Vera Tucker uh, at left guard, and they need a little bit of help on the other side. And so um, Ikwanu provides either a right right tackle situation or a right guard situation for them. He's played both. He can do both at a high level. And so that's the pick. Yeah, they're in a position where I wouldn't be surprised to see at six of them trade down a few spots and go after Tyler Lindbaum, uh, the center out of Iowa, just because I, I think that fills a really big need for them. But you're not going to take a center at six. so. I agree with that strategy, by the way, Keith. Okay, so here we are. All right, the, Giant, the Giants are on the board. Nope, the Carolina Panthers are on the board. Oh, the Carolina Panthers, and that Panthers, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's... Okay. All right, so the Panthers, uh, you know, you're basically. So this is, I think, where the first quarterback comes off the board. Um, you know, we're. I was looking at their their needs at like tackle. I was looking at their needs in interior offensive line, and, you know, Cam's a free agent. And Darnold is basically the only guy left, right? And um, I, I think Darnold's contract isn't that crazy where they're kind of just stuck with him. So uh, so it's okay. We're going quarterback. So now, now it's the question, which quarterback, right? Should you go Coral or do you go Pickett or, you know, wherever, uh, wherever else? There's, there's five of them. Um, I think Pickett and Coral are kind of like the top guys right now. Uh, Pickett's kind of emerging as the the guy. Uh, I don't know if that's just like the hotness and the hype surrounding him. Um, we'll see in the Senior Bowl if he kind of even adds to that because Coral's not going to be there um, unless he declares after the bowl game or something. Um, but I kind of – where do I go? Pickett or Coral? Pickett or Coral? Coral or Pickett? Pick Coral, Coral, Pickett, Pickett, Coral. Uh, I'm going to go Pickett. I'm going to go Kenny Pickett. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, you know, um, that's a great pick. You know, and I think the difference in in the quarterbacks is just the athleticism and the size and, and the ability to get the ball all around the field. You know, you look mm -hmm. at Matt Coral, he's smaller, I think six foot, 200 pounds. He's He's got the ability to be elusive and put the ball all over the place and so forth. He's kind of a gunslinger uh, mentality. Uh, Kenny Pickett's going to be operate a little bit more within an offense, but he's still got the, the prototypical size, weight, speed, uh, athleticism uh, for the position. I, that's why I think that he rises a little bit 
you know, you get to the senior bowl, you talked about the senior bowl performance uh, being a, a possible difference there. And then you get to the combine where both mm -hmm. quarterbacks are slinging the ball all, all over the field uh, compared to everyone else. And I think that's where the separation happens a little bit. For sure. And, and, and I understand that Kenny Pickett is going to be a tremendous interview. Oh. If that makes any difference. Interesting. Yeah. And he, he also is the consensus. So I'm kind of when in doubt, uh, defer to the consensus. Uh, so I'm going to, that's why I chose Kenny Pickett. Nice. Cool. So I'm up with the giants again for the second time. Um, and I told you what I was going to do, uh, with the giants provided that one of the two of you let me off the hook. Um, and by taking Kenny Pickett, you did Denny. So thank you for that. Um, and so, yeah, uh, Charles cross out of, um, Mississippi State. Uh, Mississippi State. God, why did I, I like just totally just drop that? Um, <laughs> out of Mississippi State gives them that left tackle that they need um, to help Daniel Jones out. I do believe they give Daniel Jones one more year um, to show that he can, you know, make an impact. Um, and so now they've give they've upgraded their defense, they've upgraded their offensive line, um, all here in the top ten. So good spot for them to be in. Yeah, so there's a little review uh, right there. So Evan Neal at the top, and then uh, Thibodeau, Hutchinson, uh, Stingley, Hamilton, Equanu, Pickett, and now Cross. The draft has kind of fallen, you know, pretty good as far as team need versus player available and so forth. Um, if there was going to be a trade, you mentioned one uh, a little bit um, of, a, of a trade there with, with the Jets. Mm -hmm. uh, but but everyone else kind of fit. Now, this is Washington's pick. Um, and and uh, Denny, this is where uh, Washington is is going to take the one of those two quarterbacks, I think. Um, they were definitely going to be in the market for the quarterback. They probably are it's it sounds to me like they're more inclined to to be on the picket bandwagon, but I think that they're going to they're going to be happy um, with the remaining quarterback on the board at this point. And I'm trying to find him there. There he is. Matt Coral <laughs> from Ole Miss is, is the pick at Washington at mm -hmm. uh, number nine. See, this is actually where I was expecting the Jets to move down to, thinking that Washington would move up ahead of Carolina in order to get Pickett and know yes. that they could get their guy. Um, mm. Rather, rather than the leftover of you know, getting agree. coral, um, I agree. And so, <clears throat> yeah, that was really where I, what I, where I, when I said that that um, that trade, that was the the spot in order to let them get Pickett, and then Coral would then fall to uh, to uh, Carolina. Yeah, I think I think Washington quarterback is another just like no brainer. You know, mm -hmm. they yeah. they definitely need it. But All right, Atlanta. Yeah. Atlanta. Where is Atlanta in the middle of a rebuild? Where are they going? Yeah. So I was hoping, uh, not not really realistically, but I was hoping Kyle Hamilton would drop to ten. Um, but you know, fool's gold. Um, he's not going to. He's not going to probably drop that far. So I was kind of feeling that you know Atlanta kind of needs some help at edge. Um, and right now the consensus has uh, Michigan's David Ojabu uh, going there. <laughs> Um, but I see that uh, George Karloftis from from Purdue is still there, mm -hmm. so I'm going to go with the Purdue edge rusher uh, going ten to the Falcons. Yeah, that's a pretty good fit for their defense too. Kind of more of a traditional five tech base 
side defensive end um mm-hmm. who can slide inside as well and uh, you know i think he's what about six six five two seventy five something like that mm-hmm. um really nice solid player high motor all that kind of stuff so really solid pick yeah um and so now we're on to denver and you know denver's got uh the defense to win, they don't have the offense to win. They're a team that could have been in the market for a <clears throat> quarterback um, had one of those two dropped, but they didn't. So um, the question is, where do you go in order to try and help out the offense? And I think that you stick to you, you stick to the offensive line and you try and help uh, find some help there. And the best offensive lineman still on the board is. Um, you know, a center, uh, Tyler Linderbaum, which I know is, is it's early for a center. And, um, I don't know if it's a, you know, a great, uh, pick as far as value. I think they would trade back first and, and try and get him, but he is a good fit for their running game and the way that they, um, like to stretch the field and run the ball. And he, uh, as a scheme fit goes is really ideal for them. So I think that's a good fit. And I'll just go ahead and and make that pick a few slots earlier than I would have liked to. That's an interesting pick, Keith, because you're right about the scheme fit, you know, and a guy that's slightly undersized center, but really athletic, very um, intelligent player, smart, can get out into space, all that kind of stuff. So it really is kind of a fit for them. So I can see that. Um, Vikings at 12. This is interesting. Um, they need some help at corner. They need some help, uh, at edge and, and linebacker. Um, if you're wondering about cousins and, and so forth, um, you might take a look at a quarterback this season. Um, the way that Kirk cousins restructured a contract this last year to help facilitate a couple of moves that they did his cap hit in 2022 is $45 million, but it is a kind of a one-year deal that could be restructured for a team. Um, so there is an opportunity for a team to trade for him this offseason, depending on the demand on the quarterback market. And we're going to see, I think, free agency kind of play out in a few interesting ways with the quarterbacks this season and, and possible trade type stuff going on. Um, so we'll see how that goes. So they may need a quarterback in this draft, but not at this point in the draft. I think they would want to trade back a little bit. Um, so I see them probably either going corner or edge at this point. But then you've got uh, DeMarvin Leal sitting there. Um, one of the best value picks, I think, in the draft at this point. Kind of a three-tech monster, a game wrecker kind of a guy. And um, you can't go wrong building a defense with, with a guy like that. So my pick is DeMarvin Leal out of Texas A&M. Yeah, interesting. I was really um, thinking that you were going to say um, Malik Willis, the um, interesting the, yeah. the quarterback out of Liberty, think, knowing that uh, as far as ceiling goes, he's got a high ceiling, but he's also got a low floor. He, he's a guy that needs uh, an opportunity. I don't think that to... that would be an upgrade in Minnesota. Well, and he's but he's a guy that's going to need development. Yes, and that's he, true. He, if you've got cousins for one more year, you let him develop, um, and then you throw him out there a year from now. I think that it's a um, 
kind of a good situation for him, good situation for the team. It's also really early, I think, for for Willis. Yeah. I, I don't even I, have. A first I honestly, I honestly think you know, Leal might be a pick for them at, at that point, but they're probably you know, the, any Minnesota fans watching right now are probably screaming at me, hoping that I would have picked like Sauce Gardner um, out of Cincinnati for them at that at that spot. They really want a guy that can shut down and press man coverage. Um, and he would be have been that guy, and so he could also have been that pick. Okay, um, the New Orleans Saints are on the board. Jenny Saints. All right. So, you know, I was, I was looking at quarterback uh, here, but you know, I was looking at uh, at their, their their the contracts, and you know, Jameis and Taysom Hill are both under contract for a while. Sean Payton's still the, the coach there. He loves Taysom Hill. So love it or hate it, I think they stay uh, with these two guys as, as quarterback, at least the first round. Um, and they look at their ravaged wide receiving core uh, with, you know, Michael Thomas, who knows what his deal is, whether he's ever going to come back. They have Traquan Smith. They have uh, Callaway. And then Kenny Stills is a free agent. Deontay Harris is a free agent. So they kind of just need another playmaker, right? Someone that can come in and maybe um, if Michael Thomas comes back, pair him up with Michael Thomas or just kind of be the the main guy. Um, you know, at this point, I think no wide receivers have been taken. So I think there's all the wide receivers available. Um, but, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of – I was kind of debating between Garrett Wilson or um, Jameson Williams. Uh, I think why not just go for the top guy and we're just going to take Garrett Wilson, uh, Ohio State wide receiver. Nice. Probably one of the best route runners in the in the draft mm-hmm. as far as wide receivers go. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll good, be that'll be a nice, a nice pickup for them. Um, all right. So that gets us to uh, Cleveland, which coming off a very disappointing year um they could use they could use help in a lot of different places but the roster is still pretty good um i don't i don't hate um their roster in any way i'm thinking that they go um they go corner here um and Looking at um, Andrew Booth Jr. as the the scheme fit mm-hmm. out of Clemson, I think that that is a um, a, a scheme fit for them. I know Ahmed Gardner's he might end up being viewed as the better player come draft time, but at least as of right now, I've got Andrew Booth Jr. as the better um, the better prospect of the two. So I'll I'll select him for. Uh, for Cleveland and they've got corners. He just, he comes in as a, um, a guy who will be competing for playing time. But I think that you can never have enough pass rushers. You can never have enough cornerbacks um, in today's NFL. Yeah. Wow. All right. The Pittsburgh Steelers are on the clock and I've got them uh, selecting. This is a, this is an interesting spot for them because um, I think this might be a team that if they really fall in love with a quarterback in this draft, this could be a team that would move up and uh, grab their guy. Um, Since we're not doing any trades and we're sitting here and a couple of the 
top quarterbacks are off the board. There's really not a value quarterback. Um, you know, if you go look at the big board players remaining over on the right, you got Sam Howell sitting out there, Malik Willis, um, Carson Strong. And so if they love one of those guys, they may try to move back a little bit in the drafts, pick up a player or pick up a pick and then select one of these guys, um, you know, in, in the back end of the first round. If they're going to sit here and um, and they want to get the most out of the draft, they might look at best player available. And there's a lot of them. Kenyon Green sitting there in the interior uh, offensive line at guard. I think the best guard in the draft is still on the board there. Devin Lloyd at linebacker. Uh, we mentioned uh, Gardner. I think the team needs for the Steelers, obviously, at quarterback um, with Mason Rudolph is the only quarterback under contract next year. We saw what Roethlisberger was this year. I don't believe that that is an option for them moving forward. Defensive line, offensive line, wide receiver, uh, corner. I'm going to go with what I think is the best player available on the board right now and Kenyon Green for them. I think uh, interior offensive line is a, is a position of need and um, they get the best player. Very nice. All right, Chargers. Okay. So Chargers, I was kind of looking at uh, two positions, really. I was looking at wide receiver to give, um, uh, you know, another playmaker there. And the second option is D-line. And I see Jordan Davis just staring at me right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, they currently have Jerry Tillery under contract, and that's it. Justin Jones is a free agent. Linval Joseph is a free agent. Uh, so kind of feels like it makes sense to, to slot in Jordan Davis there. You know, top one of the top defensive linemen, you know, the anchor of that George defense. Why not? So we're going to go Jordan Davis. Nice. So you decide not to give... A, a, a brand new shiny weapon uh, toy to their offense. There, there's uh, you can find wide receivers in the second round. So I'm gonna there, I'm there you go in the second round. Yeah. <laughs> All right, the or no, I was about to say the Oakland Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders, <laughs> Keith. Well, back to the Chargers. They have one of the worst run defenses in, in a very long time. Not just this year, but like even in past years. Uh, so their ability to stop the run is abysmal getting them a big uh defensive tackle right in the middle of that line that solves a lot more than a a shiny weapon will for them um mm-hmm. and similarly with with the raiders um i mean this is a team that um really has been underperforming lately i think that they need um they need help in a bunch of different places um and I, so just looking at it and going okay what's what's the best player available for them and um I really like uh, Ahmed Gardner and I'm just going to be like, all right, it's a chance to get a, um, you know, a shutdown uh, corner on the outside, someone that can take away the best weapon on the opposing team. You got to go with it. So um, Gardner's the pick. Nice. Yeah. I think if he was uh, remaining there, I would have, I would have possibly given him to the, the Ravens as well, um, just because he's one of my favorite players in the in the draft and the Ravens uh, are in the need um, for a corner. Um, in addition, you know, the Ravens need offensive uh, line help. Uh, they need uh, free safety help, um, a tight end, possibly another corner. So uh, Kier uh, Elam looks kind of interesting sitting there, uh, but so does Traylon Burks. 
um, a big weapon um, that they just don't have in Baltimore right now. Um, a, a guy in the mold of a DK Medcalf. You know, this guy's got four low four four speed. He's 6'3", 225 pounds. He's as physical and imposing on the field as that sounds. Um, shields the ball really well, uses his speed, height, weight to his advantage. He's got a great wingspan. So that's the pick. They get a really nice weapon there in Baltimore. Very nice. Yeah, I was, I was kind of uh, <laughs> looking at maybe wide receiver with at 19 for the Eagles there. Um, but, you know, that, I think it's a great pick for the Ravens. All okay. right. So where are we at? The Eagles. Yeah. Yeah, we got two two straight picks for the Eagles um, mm -hmm. and three in the next five. Yeah, so for sure. Yeah. They're going to get they're going to get some talent here in a minute. Wow. Yeah, you know, I don't I don't, you know, so I think the the idea here is right, they have three first round picks. Do they jump up and, and go get someone, you know, some, you know, use these picks to go go get it. Um, but I wonder if they just stand pat and just get three first round guys, you know, why not you know, get the depth and everything? Um, you know, looking at their looking at their roster, looking at who's under contract and, you know, um, and everything. I feel like there's one glaring uh, weakness and that's linebacker. Uh, and luckily, Devin Lloyd has has fallen to me at 19. Nice. Uh, I was kind of, I was kind of hoping that he would fall. Uh, had he had he not fallen, I probably would have um, you know looked at quarterback or wide receiver. Um, but you know I'm going to go Devin Lloyd, uh, linebacker Utah. Nice. Yeah, you know with all those picks, I think they they're a candidate also to at least use one of those to to drop back and pick up additional picks. I mean they've got a loaded mm -hmm. draft all the way through. Um, mm -hmm. but they, they have a real opportunity to remake their roster into a really nice, young, um, fresh roster going forward. They're not a bad team. They kind of exceeded expectations this year. They're going to kind of figure it out. I think with Jalen hurts for, for a little bit here and maybe, you know, that there is that opportunity in free agency, uh, as they are rumored to be one of those players that might get into it. Uh, they've got the picks. They've got the, the, the opportunity to pair those maybe with sending Jalen uh, out to to get uh, a guy like Russell Wilson or um, Aaron Rodgers or somebody else there that we haven't uh, you know put together out there that they can come in and, and propel them to the to the next level um, immediately rather than have to wait around for some of these guys to develop. So we'll see. Mm -hmm. All right, so at pick 20, again with the Eagles, um, you said you were thinking wide receiver uh, at 19. Um, I like that they went and got um, Lloyd. Um, that's the right pick. Um, <coughs> and um, so at 20, um, I do want them to I, – I still think they need to go wide receiver um, in, in order to, to give uh, their offense kind of a boost. And I know that – I'm just looking at here and, and – Jamison Williams has, is the consensus best wide receiver, but he's not the best wide receiver on my board, and that would be um, Drake London out of USC. Um, I'm gonna, I, I do think he has the higher ceiling, and um, so therefore I'm going with him to the Eagles there at 20. Nice. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a great pick. I like that pick actually. Yeah, what's funny is that at 19 and 20. Uh, 
the consensus pick for both those team for both those picks for the Eagles is, is corner. Uh, and there's been a big push in the mock drafts for the Eagles to take a cornerback. And, you know, after kind of doing some research and, and, and looking at it, I, I don't, I don't really see the huge need there. Uh, you know, with Darius Slay, Avanti Maddox, Steven Nelson, and then they took a rookie what, fourth round pick last year. I mean, there, I feel like you could probably get a, a corner in the second round or, or something, but to, to, you know, push for these first round guys, I, I, I just didn't see like that huge of a need uh, mm-hmm. for the Eagles there. And then, you know, maybe they could take, if one of these uh, top five guys falls to them at 23, maybe, but um, yeah. Interesting. All right, 21, Miami. Um, interesting roster. You know, I always thought that, that Miami did a, a pretty decent job building a roster in the last few years and then just have it been underperforming. Uh, Tua Tagliavoa um, had an okay year. I don't know that they're necessarily in the mode to replace um, what they've got there, but they've just got a number of positions where they need some help. Um, center, running back, wide receiver, offensive tackle, edge, defensive line, corner, you name it. Um, and that's why I think I, I go best player on the board available for them. Um, Jamison Williams, wide receiver, Alabama is the pick. Yeah, I'm, 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 uh, I'm glad you took him because uh, I think at 22, the Patriots are also going to be uh, leaning wide receiver. And I was kind of uh, torn between him and Olavi. I was leaning Olavi, so it's kind of I'm happy you took Jameson. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think I think getting an, another weapon for Mac Jones, you know, their wide receiver room is you know leaves much to be desired. Nelson Aguilar is their highest paid wide receiver, and you know he's he's nothing special. Kendrick Bourne has kind of emerged this year. Uh, Nikhil Harry has been. Very underwhelming and, and a big disappointment. Uh, Jacoby Myers is a free agent, so there's just no one there. They they need another star wide receiver, and I think Chris Olave could be that that guy for them. Nice. Okay, so, <clears throat> we're back to the Eagles. Um, Eagles. <laughs> for so the, Devin, for the... Devin Lloyd and Drake London uh, yep. just just went to them. So so add, add to a... the pile. So I'm looking at this and I'm looking at the the top two quarterbacks went early and then we've been sitting here not doing quarterback. And this is a team that, um, you know, they, they kind of like Jalen hurts. He's played pretty well, but he's obviously limited. He's obviously not a guy that is, um, you know, going to lead your team to the super bowl. Um, he might, you know, keep it together and, and not lose a, not lose games for you and Trent Dilford into a Super Bowl. But you've got to build an elite defense, like an elite defense, not just a really good defense, but a truly elite defense um, for them in order for that to happen. And I so do we go that route? Do we go, okay, let's let's upgrade the defense and see if we can make that happen? Or um, do you take a, a quarterback here and um, basically commit that at some point you're moving on? And it's hard because we're, you know, since we're doing it in this rotation way, we didn't get a chance to kind of set um, that this was going to be the pick. I am going to take um, Malik Willis out of Liberty um, to be the third quarterback off the board and um, to give the Eagles a guy for the future because um, Hertz 
isn't that. He's gonna he he can win you a few games here and there, but his style is not gonna win in the NFL long term. And I think you need to go get that big armed uh, guy that can sling the ball over the field. And this is a guy that needs development. Um, Hertz provides them an opportunity to develop him properly. So um, I think it's a good a good fit. So um, Willis on wow. Liberty to the Eagles at twenty three. Yeah. So Keith, I'm curious why why Willis over Howell for the Eagles there. Um. I just think that he is um, a stronger arm. He's got a quicker release. He gets the ball out of his hand a little bit faster in terms of once the motion starts with his hand um, until the ball's out of his hand, it's faster. Um, and that can help, you know, a guy avoid sacks and just get the ball into tighter windows. And um, I just think that, you know, it, it's a... It, Part of it is also um, he's more developmental, and I, I think that's part of it. I think he's got a higher ceiling. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I'm not as sold on Hal. Uh, I think he has, um, you know, Kirk Cousins level potential, um, which you're not spending a first round pick on. Sorry, I know there are Kirk Cousin fans <laughs> out there, but I'm not one of them. Um, he's a good player, but he's not special. Um, and, and I think that that's, that's what I see in Howell and maybe that's wrong, but that's what I see in him. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, okay. So I'm up with the, with the Cardinals. The Cardinals are an interesting, uh, team as far as team needs in 2022 are concerned. Um, you know, JJ Watt's been there, but he's been injured for them. So he's never really had a chance to really develop, um, and and he's getting older at this point as well. So who knows what's going to go on there? Chandler Jones and Marcus Golden are unrestricted uh, in the off season. I would imagine that they want to try to retain Chandler Jones, but um, who knows? Um, so de- defensive end is definitely a need for them. Tight ends a need for them. Max Williams out with a knee. Um, Zach Ertz, who they acquired, is an unrestricted free agent. Um, you want to keep those weapons going, though, for that that offense for them. But I think in this spot, um, they 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 see David Ajabo on the board for them, and I think it's a, just a great pick. It kind of fell to them, and um, I think that that's going to be the way I go. Yeah, I think Edge Edge has is has been the consensus for the the Cardinals. Um, you know, they 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 took a Right now, the the consensus for the Cardinals is is Kingsley. Um, I'm not going to pronounce his last name, but the edge from South Carolina. Um, so you know, I think I think that's probably with the idea that Ojabi was already gone. Ojabi was already gone. So I think it's a Nagbar, Nagbar, something like that. A Nagbari or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Buffalo Bills at 25. Yeah, so the Bills, um, you know, I feel like their Bills are always those that team that like, you know, is always like, well, they got to draft a running back, right? They got to go take a running back, and you know, I think this season there's not that, you know, Saquon Barkley, uh, Ezekiel Elliott type of running back out there that's the the star, the Najee you got, Harris. You got a couple here, right here at fifty fifty one that would be good, but you're going to reach all the way exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, so you know, I think they they're more of a candidate for like a second round running back. Um, so with that, you know, their, their cornerback situation, um, you know, is, is kind of, um, it's been one of the big needs. 
a lot of consensus uh, around the the uh, around cornerback for the Bills. So I'm going to go ahead and take a corner, and I'm going to take uh, Trent McDuffie uh, from Washington to go to the Bills. Nice. So Inter- I have interesting a, I, him over over Elam out of Florida. Yeah. So I have a question for you guys. So I don't really know too much about Elam and what's going on there. So um, obviously the big board has him at twenty, uh, but he's he's hanging around. And now we've just seen him kind of jumped. What's what's going on there? Is it the style of play? Is the size of the of the corner? I, I'm just not sure. I don't have a good answer for you. I just okay. know that yeah. I, I, other people seem to be pretty high on him, and then and then there are people who are like not that are. I, I've seen him in listed in the, you know the 40s and like the high 40s um and so there is some there's some definite question marks about him i haven't watched enough of his tape to give you a good answer so i'm okay fair yeah. enough and and i haven't either either i'm just on sure honestly i just don't know i i would say elam's probably trending down as well and mcduffie's trending up um and you know mcduffie was kind of the consensus pick to the bills anyways um and I kind of felt like, all right, Washington, a little bit more cold weather, Buffalo's cold weather, you know, maybe they they go that route. Um, I think either either route is gonna be fine. Uh if you're if you're stuck in a problem where you're choosing between these two guys, you're you're gonna be you're in good shape. That's a good answer. Okay. All Bengals. right. On to the Bengals. The Bengals are fun um as a team. And I was looking at this and I would go, man, it would be great to give them another weapon, but I'm just not <laughs> seeing a, um, uh, a wide receiver that I, I, I love enough to, to another take. wide receiver. Yeah. Just because to, what I, because what I want them, I want them to go four wide and, and, oh and, be able to, and be able to just, um, have be a matchup nightmare for everyone, but that's not realistic. That's just fantasy. You know. Fantasy owners are all upset at you. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> no more. No. Um, okay. Anyways, jokes aside though, um, they, where they need help um, all is on defense. They, they could use some defensive help just to keep scores down, make it so that um, that offense doesn't have to just run up the score in order for, for them to get wins. And so I'll, um, you know, I'm looking between uh, Dean there at linebacker um or maybe elam at at corner um both are kind of good picks for them um so you know what i'll take the the highest guy um on the consensus big board and just uh send get send them send them elan uh at corner to help them out on defense nice yeah that is a fun team an ascending team and and they just got a good player um that's great so uh let's go to the buccaneers on the clock at 27. i think uh they're probably going to have some off-season needs at running back uh offensive line corner uh defensive line uh i don't think you can go wrong in the trenches um in, in a team like this a team that's competitive going to be uh competitive in the playoffs all the time and trevor penning's just one of probably my favorite offensive lineman because he's kind of like a, a warrior dude he likes he's a very good in the in the trenches wants to get down and dirty he's got a mean streak um he's just kind of one of my my favorite tackles in the draft and i'm going to give them uh trevor penning offensive tackle northern That's iowa nice to have him him fall to them that was very lucky because that's a need for them. They've got to upgrade that offensive line for next year. Um, cause they're 
they're going to have some problems on that uh, at that spot uh, with the you know guys getting older and free agency and all of that. So yep. um, that was lucky on their on their behalf. All right, the um, Lions are on the clock again at twenty eight. All right, so this is I think another spot where potentially your quarterback could come off the board, right? Um, you know, we have we have Sam Howell staring right at us, um, but I I just don't feel like they're going to pull the trigger as much as we like like to rag on Jared Goff and he's not the future. They just there's way too much money tied up in Jared Goff that you can't just replace him easily. Um, so I think, and also you just you just traded for him um, and you just gave up a lot you know, as part of a package and uh, he's still young, you know, I think they give him another shot, uh, another year and they support him with another weapon. Um, you know, their wide receiving room is, is not great. They have, you know, Amon St. Brown, they have Cephas there. And then, you know, Josh Reynolds is a free agent. Khalif Raymond's a free agent. Um, you know, I think they take the best wide receiver available and that's uh, Dotson from Penn State. Uh, so we're going to go with Penn State um wide receiver at 28 nice i'm old enough to uh never mock a wide receiver to the lions in the first round ever again <laughs> um, you know charles um, charles rogers nightmares yes um well it's just because they, they they did three in a row and none of them yep. panned out then they took yep. one year off and then the, the um the fourth wide receiver in five years was megatron and is the only one that that ever like worked out yep. for them so um <laughs> But uh, yeah, so it's just anytime wide receiver, first round Lions. That's it. Just makes me it makes me cringe. I'm I'm just never comfortable with that one. Um, <laughs> all right, so we <laughs> we are on um, to Tennessee, and Tennessee is um, man, they're a good team. They can they're they've got a lot going for them. I think they need a wide receiver um, to add to the mix there. Um, in order to, you know, give Tannehill another option, um, you know, but honestly, the one that I, um, was looking at there would have been Dotson. That's, that's where I was, was thinking there. And I, I think we're at, we're at a, we're at a shelf, um, with wide receiver that the next one on the, on the, the board is actually, you know, 20 picks later, not one. Um, and so I'm going to back up from that and I'm going to go, okay, let's go ahead and, and go, um, onto the defensive side. Um, and, uh, let's just go with, um, Nicobe Dean, uh, the linebacker out of Georgia. I mean, um, guy with a, a lot of speed and athleticism, um, at that linebacker's position, even amongst athletic you know athletic it's an athletic position and he is an athlete above those guys um and i think that just adding you know that level of speed on defense can can really help uh that defensive unit out so um that would be my pick for number 29 nice yeah i'm glad yeah. i'm glad you took him i was a little worried that he was gonna fall out of the first round like there's no way dean's not gonna fall out of the first round is he <laughs> no <laughs> that's great yeah. Um, okay. So the Cowboys are on the clock, and um, they've got a couple of needs: uh, defensive end, safety, wide receiver. Uh, they always want to load up their linebacker. Um, I'm going to go though uh, with Kingsley Anagbar, Anagbar, or Anagbari um, in this spot from South Carolina. Gives them uh, a guy. That's six four, 
265 pounds. Um, he's a little slower on the hoof a little bit, but he's going to play that, that base um, defensive end for them and mm-hmm. just really kind of add to the pile, add to the rotation there for Dan Quinn, if Dan Quinn continues <laughs> to be the defensive coordinator for them. Um, so that's my pick. I see how that defense just gets better, you know. All right, uh, Denny, you're up with the Kansas City Chiefs. All right. So we're looking at the Chiefs. We're basically looking at their secondary. Um, you know, they – it's between, you know, corner or safety. Um, you know, Matthews is a free agent. I think they'll probably re-sign him. So if they re-sign him, then safety is probably not going to be an issue. Um, corner is pretty pretty light. Um, they have Sneed, and then everyone else is a free agent. So I think you kind of got to go corner here. Um, and I'm thinking Roger McCreary, Auburn, uh, corner. Pair him up, put, put him right in. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, put an exclamation on this thing, uh, Keith. So uh, getting to the Packers and um, you get to the Packers and you're like, okay, where, where, where are they going? What are they doing? Um, you know, if a wide receiver is sitting there that they like, that's where they're headed. Um, they need to get some more weapons on offense. Um, and I don't see them getting one. I just, the way that the, that the everything fell, it just didn't work, uh, work out for them. So, you know, look at tight end. No, look at running back. Not really. So, um, I think at that point, you're just kind of out of luck um, trying to get them the weapon that they want, what they need. Um, and so, you know, what are you going to do what are you, what are you, with that? And so there, there's a, there are some other options as far as, you know, how to make that team better. Um, I think that they stay on offense and they just go offensive line. And uh, mm-hmm. the best offensive lineman still on the board is uh, Darian Kennard, um, offensive tackle out of, out of Kentucky. And I think that... Um, be a good pick for them, especially with Bakhtiari getting hurt um, again this year. Uh, it gives them an opportunity to get young and get talented there and um, have an opportunity where he can um, develop into, you know, a guy that can take over and, and really, you know, protect uh, whoever their quarterback is going forward, probably Rogers, but you know, maybe yeah, not. Yeah. Well, and the thing about Kennard <laughs> is he, he can also uh, play inside for you if, if he had to. You know, he's kind of schemed to burst that way. He's just a monster, a mauler, mm-hmm. already ready-made guy that can uh, can run block for you, like nobody's I mean, business. Probably the best run blocker in the in the class so far that you know we've gone through. Yeah, and it, and it makes sense. You know, when the Packers played, I think it was was on Christmas Day. Um, you know, I, they they had they had the the names up of the entire offensive line, right? And I'm like, who are these guys? I'm like, I don't know any of these players. You know, it's just a bunch of backups playing. Um, you know, and you, you, you kind of tell that it was like, uh, when Rogers went back to pass, like he would, he would pass it immediately. Cause he's like, yeah, I, I'm probably not gonna have a ton of time to, to really like go through my progressions. So that's why he would just chuck it right to, to, um, um, God, the Adams. Um, and so I think that's a great pick to, to upgrade that offensive line. Yeah. Interesting. So out of, out of these, uh, these guys here, um, gone through this entire thing, is there any surprises, any, any thing out of place to me it just kind of this was almost the perfect draft in a sense that you know a lot of these picks lined up um with uh the team needs and um you know we didn't have any trades in this draft but there weren't a lot of trades i mean there were you know we mentioned uh 
kind of it not lining up with the, with the player available players available, you know, what three or four times in our conversation, really not until, you know, the mid twenties before we even started talking about, about that being a factor. So, um, fun. Yeah. There, there were, there were quite a few times where I was hoping the guy, the guy I wanted would fall to me at that pick. And, you know, I'm like, all right, if he doesn't fall to me, I'm like, I don't know what's going to, what I'm going to do. And the guy always ended up falling to me. So like, like you said, I think everything just kind of lined up with this draft. I think the first one that I I thought would be was an interesting pick was Kenny Pickett there um, with the Panthers that I thought threw me a little bit because um, I just wasn't expecting them to to go there. I was thinking that Washington would would make that first quarterback off the board pick, mm-hmm. and so uh, that was interesting. The other one was Evan Neal starting there, um, kind of set everything else um, into, into motion. So I thought that was interesting. I, I do think those three guys will probably be the first three picks, uh, and you could probably swap them out. Um, do you, you know, see like any that. anybody coming up to get anybody? Stingley. Do you think Are, there might be some movement <clears throat> there to, for a team to come up and, and grab him as a player? I do. I, he he could be a guy that where somebody um, might come up, but I don't know if they're coming up from like, you know, mid teens up to to get him at four or five if he drops, but. No, but if uh, if he drops, I could see um, Atlanta moving up from ten um, to try and, and and get him. They need help on the outside. They really need help. I on the think outside. Kyle Hamilton is a, is another player that might be a franchise mover, where a guy mm-hmm. they fall in love with him and they decide to to come up and get him or make it a, a, a trade at some point if he if he were to fall like close to ten or something. Yeah, safety just doesn't have that value. Um, yeah, but this is a guy that's a weapon. This is, yeah. I mean, he's a really a, a, a game changer. But I mean, other than right. Jamal Adams, right. what, what, yeah. what other safeties went high? Uh, Earl Thomas was the last oh, one. Yeah. Um, uh, but and yeah, he was at what? He was at eight overall. Ten no, or tw- ten? Okay. Interesting. So. Yeah, it's it's been a while. I mean, that in that particular year, um, they had their two safeties go um, at the top of the draft, and really, you don't see many. We haven't seen many since then. Um, safety just it just doesn't have that um, priority factor where guys where they're going to move up for it. They'll take him if he's there, but I don't think I don't see people moving up. Um, I could see a team, you know, once the you know the edges start going. Um, you know, the, the first two are going to go in the, in the top three picks, and then you're going to get uh, the next couple that are going to go probably at, inside the top 12. Um, at that point, you're going to see teams getting, they're going to panic and they're going to be like, we have to get our guy. And so they'll move up to get that fifth, uh, fourth or fifth uh, edge because they don't want to be left without because they know they need one. Um, and so that's, that's kind of where I'm, where I'm seeing uh, some movement that would be not surprising. Um, and also not really all that typical. You don't, don't typically see teams moving up in the draft to get the fourth best edge, but in this year I could see it happening just because of the, the, there's, there's a, there's an edge, right? There's a cliff. There's, there's some guys that are going to be the top half the first round. And then there's a big gap, um, until you get probably at around three. And if you're looking for one of the, if you're looking for an instant uh, difference maker, you can't wait. You just can't wait in this draft. Um, so I think that's the, uh, that's the concern. Yeah. I, I, re- I really liked your, um, 
you know, your your uh, idea that that Washington was going to trade up as well uh, to get ahead of Carolina to get their quarterback. I think that's that's yeah. Could, could happen. Mm-hmm. Atlanta could potentially trade up for that, though. I don't think they're ready to give up a Matt Ryan yet. Denver could do the same thing, trade up. Yeah. Um, but you know, we'll see. Now all of a sudden, it, it's funny. You know, I I, I follow a lot of uh, Denver. You know. Denver fans, I guess, um, that are all writers of mock drafts on Twitter. And uh, it's it's funny watching the cycle of like, uh, you know, uh, Drew, Drew Locke is a terrible quarterback. Now Drew Locke is good. And then Drew Locke is terrible. Drew Locke is good. So I think eventually they're going <laughs> to they're going to move on from Drew Locke and, and get their their quarterback. Yeah. Interesting. So I'm just kind of going through your uh, your website a little bit. I'm on the big board now and I'm kind of past the first round guys. And I was just looking for any guys that, um, you know, that came up. So Drake Jackson, um, I think, is a isn't a guy that could move up after the combine. Mm-hmm. Um, a guy that's just going to test like off the charts and, and that that speed that he's got with that size. Somebody's mm-hmm. going to fall in love with that player. Um, and he could end up moving up into the first round. Um, Jordan Battle is another guy, like a true strong safety. Um, that would be interesting coming from Alabama, big school. Um, you know, surefire player. Trey, Trey McBride has, has separated himself as the top tight end, uh, over uh, Wittermeyer from Texas AM. Uh, you know, there was, there was a very large gap, uh, to start the season and even in, into the season, uh, you know, I think, but now, now towards the tail end of the season, Trey has kind of taken over that top spot. Uh, so it'll be interesting. I think he's a senior bowl guy too. So it'll be yeah. interesting to see how he does there. Yeah. Interesting. You like uh, Sean Ryan. I do. I think, uh, I think the consensus board here has him way too low. I think it has him way. So they, so, and Denny, your sites peaked him at 46. Yeah. So he's dropped he's dropped three spots recently. But yeah, I mean, and that's that's as high. He started out, you know, really low, and he's he worked his way up to forty six as far as the you know where where big boards are ranking him, and you know, dropping three spots at this point doesn't mean right. much. But, no. Um, right. I think I think after the combine, when he comes in and and tests really well, you're going to see him continue to rise and get up into the thirties. Yeah. So off the top of your head, Denny, do you have any idea what your biggest riser, bigger, biggest faller right now would be? Like I, I'm looking at Josh Joby here. At, he's, you know, six moved up six spots um, recently here. That's, that's a good question. Let me let me see if I can visually. Oh, here's, uh, here's a Haskell Garrett's moved up 15 spots on the defensive line. But which he's, is peaked, he's peaked at nine. But now he's sitting at 86. So that's interesting. He's kind of just going up and down pretty drastically. Interesting. Mikhail yeah, I mean, Wright. no no one really of note has really, like, fallen a lot. I mean, yeah. over the last – in the last week, uh, Bailey Zapp. Yeah, uh, from, Bailey Zapp, but, yeah. Yeah, from Western Kentucky f- has fallen 24 spots. Um, a lot of that is, is just that um, – you know, I, I'll, I'll source a big board that um, they update their rankings and then, uh, you know, the these players m- move pretty frequently. So, yeah, um, I love this yeah. name. Smoke Monday. Smoke Monday. Yeah, Smoke Monday. he was actually he. So Auburn, I think, had a big bowl game 
um, yes, a few days ago. Uh, and so there was a lot of people on the Smoke Monday page. There's a Jarrett Patterson Center, Notre Dame, moved mm -hmm. up 79 spots there. Interesting. Yeah, okay. Well, let's let's wrap this thing up. So um, I think we lost Keith. <laughs> Keith is like, I'm done. Keith, I got to get out of here. Done. So, uh, <laughs> so let's get out of here. You can uh, follow Denny at uh, NFL Mock Draft DB. On Twitter, I am at Alpstead NFL. You can follow the show at PF underscore uh, Playbook on Twitter. We've got our own website. You can follow us on your favorite podcast platform and uh, YouTube channel. And then at the uh, NFL Mock Draft Database uh, also has a, a podcast page now for us uh, where you can go. And um, we've also we've built in the player with the lists so that uh, those will auto update all the time uh, going forward. So until next time, we'll see you later. We'll have this posted uh, uh, by tomorrow as well. So take care, guys. Thanks for listening to the Pro Football Playbook Podcast. Follow Keith at Myers NFL. Bill is at Altstead NFL. The show is at PF underscore playbook. Listen and subscribe on your favorite podcast app or YouTube and at our website, profootballplaybook.co.